Welcome to Building Beast Brands, the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Today is Friday, March 8, 2019, and I've got 22 degrees, and it is sunny, and I am on my way into the box. And if you are not familiar with my story, this is my journey. This is my journey. I have a 9-to-5 job, and I build a business alongside that. So I'm not your typical business owner. Most business owners are entrepreneurs. Well, they full-time build their business and that's their struggle. But mine is, I'm doing it a little different way. I'm I'm, uh, taking advantage of the technology of the internet and all the powerful tools that come along with technology and software. And I'm using that to maximize my time and compress time in the little time I have because I have this commute into the box and the box is, that's the office that I work in. That's how I refer to it because it's like this big glass and metal box that I sit in there all day long and they chain me to it, metaphorically of course. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I work for a good company. I'm not complaining about the company. And uh, they're a good company. They do good work and um, my job is just fine. But it's not the company I have an issue with. It's just jobs in general because I think they're They're a good short-term financial solution to solve some of your issues and pay your bills, but I don't think they're a great long-term solution because I was laid off twice in my life, later in life, and it wasn't because of performance, it wasn't because of me, it was because of economical reasons. And that, my friends right there, is why I'm so big on business ownership because when I got laid off the second time, again, no fault of mine, low sales, bad economy, whatever, They want to pare down, they want to increase their profits. By the way, that's what companies do when they want to increase profits immediately. They cut expenses. The number one expense of all companies usually is payroll. So all you got to do is lay off a bunch of people and you save gobs and gobs of dough. So that's what they did to me, first in 2013 and then again in 2015. And when I got laid off the second time, I said, you know what, I got to get into this digital age thing because I spent years in print design. My background is graphic design. I'm a graphic designer by education, by career choice. And that second time I thought, well, let me get into this digital age. And I started with websites. And you know what? I found it easier to get website business on my own through word of mouth and referrals than it was to get a single interview for a job. So I thought to myself, hey, wait a second. If I can get work this easy, and it's hard to get a job, and obviously they can take that job away anytime they want to, I'm gonna build a business. So my business is becoming my safety net. I don't don't necessarily want to leave my job anytime soon. It's a retirement plan. It's, It's a safety net right now, because if I did lose my job, I would still have my business and my family would be okay. So that's the capsule of my story. If you're just joining me, if you've never heard before, but you've listened. And by the way, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you're coming along on this journey. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get to hear some of your stories. And, you know, if you've got a great story along those lines, and it has to do with maybe um, having this similar path of having a job and building a business, or you're in the creative field, or anything to do with branding, hit me up across the web. I want to hear. Maybe I'll put you on the show. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. 
over on YouTube, my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G, where I talk about similar branding, business ownership, productivity. But over here on the podcast today, I want to talk about something that's going to be another safety net for you. And we discuss this from time to time here on the podcast, Building Beast Brands. Um, It's personal branding. Now, my company, Genovese Web Design and Marketing, is a full-blown name. I call it Genovese Web for short. There's our URL, GenoveseWeb.com. And the rebrand, which I did last year, by the way, which is really super. I'm pretty excited about it and it's getting a lot of uh, attention these days. And don't forget, speaking of attention, catch my podcast from a couple of episodes ago focusing on attention. You don't want just awareness of your brand, you want attention. You're, you're fighting for people's attention. So check out that podcast to learn what this thing called attention is. But I'm getting a lot of attention because of my, new, my rebrand, which is the Beast Brand. It's building Beast Brands, and you can head on over to UnleashMyBeastBrand.com, see what we're all about, and get an idea for what we do as far as branding. We brand businesses. We'll brand people as well, your personal brand. And I talk mostly about small businesses, service-based businesses, because small to mid-sized businesses need branding too, and a lot of them think that only large businesses you know, global businesses need branding. The Coca-Colas, the Pepsis, uh, the brands of that nature, they need branding. But that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And the small to mid-sized businesses need branding more than ever before because there's so much noise. In fact, I don't know what the percentage is. You can look it up yourself. But I do know that the amount of small businesses in the United States far outnumbers the amount of large businesses. Small businesses on a whole, as an industry, employ more people, get this, small businesses employ more people than all the large businesses combined in the United States. How's that for a nugget? All right, when I learned that, I thought that's pretty cool. Don't discount the power of small business. And if you have a small business, you want to brand it because there's so much noise out there. You know, you think about it as your competition and how do you separate yourself from your competition and That's what we're talking about. That's what branding does. Branding separates you from your competition. It is, as David Breyer says, world-renowned brand strategist, it is the art of differentiation. How do you separate yourself? So today, let's talk about this personal branding thing. And, you know, it's kind of timely. I'm going to use an example that is relevant right now and uh, before I get into it. So what's the difference? What is branding? What is personal branding? Well, if branding is the art of differentiation, or it's the thing that makes you unique and it's the way people feel about you, it's your reputation, it is um, what do people think of when they think of your, your business, you know, that's your brand. These are all ways of comprehending what a brand is. So it's comprised of your logo, your website, your messaging, the copy on your website, the voice you have, how it comes through in your Twitter posts and the face of your brand, who it is that's in the videos and the personality that is portrayed as a unification of the business. Okay, all that contributes to the brand. And that is strategized. That has to be strategized. That is not something, that's not a big bang theory where it all just comes together in some kind of natural fashion. How ridiculous is that? I mean, 
Nothing comes together in perfect fashion by accident, folks. It all comes by strategy, by design. It takes effort. And once your brand is discovered and amplified, it must be done consistently with conscious effort in a strategized sort of way to perpetuate the brand. Now, branding itself is so powerful, and I'm going to give you a great example. So, I'm always reading up on branding. I'm always watching videos from great brand strategists and people who have built great brands. Some of the people that come to mind immediately is uh, Damon John you know, from, uh, from Shark Tank. He uh, is the CEO of FUBU, mega clothing company. He's, I read his book, uh, The Power of Broke. By the way, great book, really great book. What a good guy. I mean, just this is a guy who you can respect, who you can learn from, who's got a great message, great brand. And he understands the power of branding. Everything he does is very intentional. And speaking of Shark Tank, my favorite shark, and I'm not a huge fan of the show. I, I like it. I watch it now and then. I've, I've watched it for a while, and I'm kind of off it now. It's been around for 10 years, which is fantastic for a show, especially of that nature, to be around for so long and be still so popular. But Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank, she is by far my favorite shark. She, this woman is just wonderful. I mean, you have to like her. She's extremely likable. She's extremely knowledgeable, super successful in the real estate industry. And by the way, speaking of books, you've got to read her book. Her book, uh, Shark Tales, it's awesome. And the reason it's awesome is, number one, I'm, I've read a lot in my life and I continue to read, but I wouldn't say that I love to read. I love to learn and I love to learn about great stories about successful people. So her book, Shark Tales, is a very thin book. I think maybe it's 200 pages. I don't know, but it's one of those thin ones. And it's a story of her success as told through her life experiences growing up in New Jersey, growing up basically, you know, not a lot of money. You know, I think she came from a large family. There's a bunch of kids in a small neighborhood in New Jersey. And, you know, they didn't have a lot of money, but her mother taught her a lot about success in only a way a mother can. And so Barbara will parallel her experiences in succeeding in her real estate company with her, her mom's teachings of her growing up. And what a great read, what a great person, what a great message. But interestingly enough, as it pertains to branding, and Barbara Corcoran understands this, and here's what she said. So she's obviously very successful from her real estate company, obviously very successful on the Shark Tank in uh, making the deals and partnering with people to build their businesses, investing in those businesses and, and mentoring where she can. She said this about branding. She said, she built a big brand. This, this is a quote. She said, I built a big brand and I put my name on it. And when it came time to sell, they paid me more for my brand than they did for my business. Branding is everything, unquote. That's Barbara Corcoran. So I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. Think about the impact of that. They paid more for her brand, her name, which again is not the brand necessarily, but it's how she conducted business, 
it's the success of that business. It's how people in the industry felt about her business and largely about her as the driver of it. That even though she more or less stepped away from it because she sold it, they still paid for that brand. Isn't that amazing? So the power of branding cannot be denied. And yes, she is famous because of Shark Tank. She wasn't famous before Shark Tank. She may have been famous in the real estate world in that, you know, that industry. She may have been well known within the industry, but not by the average person. So not until Shark Tank and she goes on TV um, and she becomes, in essence, a TV personality by way of her, her business savvy. So they pay more for that, and she says it's extreme. She says it's everything, so it's very valuable. And so, as a small business, you cannot be discounted either. So maybe you're not going to be on TV necessarily, but in a way, you can be, because you, as a small to mid-sized business owner, are driving your business, and you have the power of the technology of the internet and social media. You have it at your disposal. Look at me; I'm on TV right now. All right. You're watching me, you're watching this video, so you can be on TV, so to speak. You can be on video, and you can talk to people, and you can develop a following and an audience all on your own, through your own power and efforts, through your expertise and your authority. You can build a TV following. So you can become famous within your industry and build a big brand yourself. And in fact, that's the whole purpose and the message of this, because personal branding is one of the, um, it's it's going to be your most valuable asset going forward as more and more people recognize and talk about this it is going to be the most valuable thing that you possess going forward think about this if you're building a business today and you're not focusing on personal brand as well you're building a business so when you when it comes time that say you want to sell that business what is the buyer buying they're buying the assets whatever you know assets come with the company in the form of any equipment, building, um, any of the cash that's on hand, the clients, all that stuff, the work, the, the um, you know, the, the data, the, te- the technologies, all that stuff, that's what they're buying. So they're buying something that's more or less tangible, but the thing that's intangible that Barbara's saying is worth more than the business is that brand. So if you want your company to be worth more, then that's when you should be building your personal brand alongside it so that when it does come time to sell, you can command a higher price tag for it. And here's the thing, even if you don't sell, you increase the value of your business because you've increased the value of your brand that you've tacked onto it, your personal brand. So this becomes twofold. You build a business, you build a personal brand, they thrive on each other and you actually have something in the end. Sometimes, I've heard stories from um, people in the medical profession who want to go and sell their medical practice and it's not worth as much as they had thought or hoped. So upon retirement, they're thinking, wow, I thought this would have been worth more based on what I have no idea. Their own internal valuation of it, I don't know. But they go to sell it and it's not enough. But yet, if they just marketed themselves as the brand that represents it, the face of that brand, the face of that business, it would be worth something because the reputation precedes and whoever owns that reputation 
owns a good chunk of the business, owns the following, owns the loyalty, owns the raving fans of the people that love that brand so much, they would not think of going anywhere else. I want to contrast that with something that's happening right now. And so this is a this is an ongoing thing right now, and we're not sure where it's going to go or what the end result's going to be, but Michael Jackson is now in the news because of a documentary that was done called Leaving Neverland, and it was just launched by HBO this past Sunday, I believe, and I have not seen it, but I've, I've read the articles, I've watched a few interviews with the two men that are profiled in this documentary about the allegations of child abuse and um, the crimes that go along with that, the, the, the hush money, paying people to be quiet, to make it go away. Um, th- this is something that's very sensitive and it's, uh, it's making a lot of people upset. It is upsetting by nature. Uh, Michael, when he was alive, was acquitted of... He, w- he wasn't convicted of any wrongdoing, but it seems to have not... And it, it hasn't gone away and it's resurfacing in, the, resurfacing in the form of this documentary. But Michael Jackson... Okay, started with the Jackson 5. If you're not familiar, we'll give a quick backstory. We'll talk about he started with his brothers in the Jackson 5 and they became big stars, a mega hit. He goes out on his own and he just becomes this amazing icon. Now, Michael Jackson, historically and generally speaking, the world over, is known as one of the greatest pop entertainers that ever lived. Hit song after hit song, Grammys. Uh, best-selling albums and songs, many, many awards, multi-millions of dollars in his estate. He was not just somebody who created great music. He was a fashion icon. He, he set trends for everything from the glove, the glitter glove, to the red, uh, red studded jacket, the glasses, you know, his dance moves. He set dance trends. Nobody danced like Michael. Nobody dressed like Michael. Nobody created such a diversity of pop entertainment like Michael. His shows were just beyond phenomenal. So he creates this brand that people all over the world, in other countries, literally on the other side of the world, practically worship him. People would worship Michael in the form of dressing like him, doing their hair like him, dancing like him. He has probably, at least as much as Elvis, probably has more impersonations. People who professionally impersonate him as as a career. You believe that? People are making careers out of being somebody else. And he is one of the most popular. Breaking, groundbreaking videos like Thriller, which was build back in the day is a, is a mini movie essentially I think it was like over 10 minutes long which was crazy for a music video but it was a mini movie and the special effects inside of it were the stuff of major motion pictures to videos like bad which has dad dance sequence sequences in it that people just still love to watch today and mimic those dance moves and spark parodies I don't I don't know has anybody been parodied more than Michael Jackson? Weird Al Yankovic does a video based on bad, calls it fat, and 
mimics the whole video and pokes fun at it in a lighthearted fashion. But Michael Jackson is depicted on The Simpsons. You know, people copied him in positive ways and negative ways. But the thing is, you can't deny his brand. The thing about Michael was he was uniquely him. Nobody looked like him, sounded like him, danced like him, dressed like him. Nobody was like him or even close. The way he had all the plastic surgeries done, and here's something interesting. When you're branding, it has to be genuine. It has to come from who you authentically are, and you have to be genuine. You can't fake branding. You can't fake who you are. People see right through it and don't, they don't, they disconnect from you. But even though Michael has all these plastic surgeries, he totally denied all of them, which is pretty insane because if you look at pictures of him from the 70s and then you look at him from the 80s and the 90s, it's like a completely different person. And nobody's, nobody's face um, starts reshaping itself later in life like his did, even his skin lightening. But um, the point is, even though he denied it, you know, people didn't care. They were just like, whatever, Michael's great. Michael's awesome. I love Michael. Didn't matter didn't taint his brand. In fact, if anything, it may have strengthened it because of his uniqueness, his um, kind of eccentricities made the brand that he is, contributed it to at least that much. So now here we are with these allegations. And from what I'm reading, the, the, the commentary or the testimonies in this documentary are absolutely uncomfortable at least, um, horrifying, uh, just unbelievable in nature that somebody with his status could take advantage of his celebrity status and take advantage of young boys the way he allegedly did. And so we're not going to focus on whether or not it's true or not. We're just talking about now his brand, which has lived on after his death, where People still impersonate him. People still build careers based on what he looked like. His songs continue to be hits and well-respected and well-loved and played on the radio around the world, uh, played everywhere. Now, I'm reading articles. You know, I said that Michael has been depicted on The Simpsons, and there are classic episodes in there, especially the one that depicts him, which doesn't look like it at all. It's very interesting. you like, you got to Google that to check that out. But you may not be able to see it because here's why. They're actually pulling the episode. They're pulling the episode because of the backlash of this documentary. They're saying, we don't want to people to see this. In essence, we don't want to be associated with what's being said. Think about it. The Simpsons, it's a cartoon. It's a television show. It's not meant to be serious, but a lot of times makes commentaries on reality that, you know, tongue in cheek. So they are disassociating from Michael Jackson. I'm also reading that radio stations across the country are deciding whether or not they want to play songs by Michael Jackson. Maybe not on the whole, but they're maybe scaling back, maybe which ones they're going to choose to play. I don't know. But this is what we're in the middle of right now, so nobody knows how it's going to play out. But already you're seeing a tainting of the brand, or what you're also going to see is a loyalty to the brand that is Michael Jackson. Because as many people as are going to stand out against him and his legacy and his estate by protesting his music and any usage of him, likenesses or otherwise, 
there are going to be people that stand in support of him and his estate and his legacy just as strong because the brand is so strong that even against these vile allegations and what seems to be having at least a kernel of truth to them, and even that kernel is horrifying, his brand will still profit from it. And I'm, and I'm, I'm being sensitive to the situation, but the fact of the branding is that it's strong and the power of branding can transcend things that are very negative and even illegal in nature and still, still create value in a sense because people will still want to hear the music and still want to dance like him because there's value in that. So boy, that's something to think about. Now I just want to, let, let's, get, let's get away from the heaviness of that for a second and talk about you and your business in terms of your personal brand. I, I say that because I want to demonstrate the power of personal branding. And as you build your company, you've got to think about who's going to be the face of your brand and get your brand done. You need to hire a company and we can do that. This is what we do. We believe at UnleashMyBeastBrand.com that everybody has a powerhouse of a brand inside them. We help coach it out. It's already there. So coaching it out is a process and it takes a strategy to amplify that everywhere in all the marketing communications. And that's something you need to do. Alongside building your business, build your personal brand. If you're the driver of the business, then you're going to want to build that personal brand because it's going to be a great asset going forward. And it will be one of the greatest currencies that you actually have and greatest assets that you have going forward that you actually may be able to sell that will give your business at least more value than it has innately. So that is it. That's some heavy stuff, but that's personal branding and that's the power of it. The impact that it can make on your business can go very long-term and branding is a long-term thing. So I want to hear what you got to say. Hit me up across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG over on YouTube, my channel Savvy. Check out those videos. Spike the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. I got great content coming up all the time. And as well, hit the subscribe button on this podcast because you're not going to want to miss great stuff coming up. Sometimes a little edgy. Sometimes we got interviews coming up. I'm lining them up as we speak. I just got another person that I want to have on the show that's going to offer another perspective as far as branding in a different industry. But if you have any questions, I want to know what they are. I want to know what's on your mind. And I want to hear what you want to hear on future podcasts. So hit me up across the web. So that's it for today. This has been Building Beast Brands, the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.